0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Wednesday, W-I-N-S-D-A-Y. What is it, November 3rd, 2021? Uh, Stick with my my theme that I've been on as far as identifying your goals. Uh, start planning for what, what you want to accomplish in 2022. Uh, last week, I really spoke on uh, not just having goals, but really breaking down your goals and what you want to be into three separate categories um, as far as the beginning, the middle, the end, uh, so that you can... One, start to see some of the challenges that you're gonna come come up against as you start to uh, chase or progress or move towards your goals. Um, Two, also just to kind of give you some structure and and push you in the right direction. Um, Definitely wanna keep on that same path today, just around personal development, thought process, uh, leadership philosophies. But before we get into that, as we think about these goals and what you're trying to do in 2022, we've got roughly 58 days left. Uh, this year, so that's really giving you enough time to plan and start to execute some of your goals and some of the action plans that you need to put in place to be successful in 2022. Um, But as I talked about today, I want to obviously stay on the personal development tip. Um, Definitely want to talk about some of the the leadership philosophies, uh, some of the things that we're, I say weird because I think we're all seeing this. Um, We all have different perspectives and views on what we're seeing. Um, so maybe I'll title this, this podcast, What's Your Stance? Um, but as you think about what we see, and I'm, I'm gonna relate to, I'm gonna talk about leadership culture, leadership, the culture we create, um, associates, and even outside of work, because leadership is not just something that happens at work. What are we creating and encouraging? And I say that because I've, I've been watching and and reading posts on LinkedIn and, you know, I'm big on reading motivational messages, if not creating my own motivational messages. Uh, one of the common themes, and I've done podcasts on this in the past is, is ease. And people naturally chase ease. When things get hard, we want to shy away from it. In the weight room, when things start to burn, that's when we want to stop. When we're running and it starts to get more challenging, you can't breathe as well, or you're breathing hard, you want to stop. Um... When life gets hard, you want to you want to remove yourself from it or you want to take a break from it. And I think there's a time and a place for all of that. But as you think about the place that we're in, one is society, the other is uh, corporate America, the workplace. We're talking about the the great resignation. Um, People are chasing ease. And as I think about people chasing ease. I look at some of the quotes and messages that I'm reading on different job boards, reading on different social media pages, and it's it's messages of taking the easy way out almost. And as a leader, if you're speaking on uh, messages that are encourage, encouraging associates, family members, brothers, sisters, friends, family, whoever, to take the easy way out, you're not really helping them get better. And what I mean by you're not helping them get better, you're almost creating a a pattern of thought that when things get tough, it's okay for me to remove myself from the situation. And like I said, there's plenty of times when it is the best thing to do is to remove yourself from the situation. But as I think about some of these quotes that that I read and that I hear, uh, one of the ones I read, I think it was Monday, uh, I don't think it was yesterday, but Monday, it said something around like when passionate employees get quiet, it means you have a dysfunctional culture. Is that a possibility? Of course. Are there other possibilities that people don't want to acknowledge or speak to around? Maybe that passionate employee isn't coachable. Maybe that passionate employee is not willing to adjust their style to to, uh, align with where the organization is going. Maybe that passionate employee has something going on outside of work, so they can't fully engage while they're at work. Like These are things that I think about, and I think it's easier for individuals to take that and say, yeah, that's why I'm disengaged, because our culture is not right. Okay, well, what are we doing? And I made a post about this yesterday. It's easier to complain than to fix. So if you're one of those individuals that say, okay, something's wrong with the culture, are you trying to fix it? Or are you one just complaining, creating a worse culture? The other, uh, what is it? People don't leave companies, they leave bad managers or leave bad leaders. And I I think about that and I'm like, don't get me wrong, I've had bad leaders. I've I've had two bad leaders in my whole entire life. So I'm not complaining. I've had some amazing leaders for the most part. But as you think about it, those are things that encourage people to, okay, I don't like my leader, so I'm, I'm getting out of here. What if, hypothetically, they go to a better company with better benefits, better location, better pay, and it's just a better job? So I think we got to be mindful of what we put out in the air and also as a follower, and everyone's a follower. Obviously, if you're a leader, you're following someone. Um, but As we put this stuff out in the air, we got to be mindful of, like, what are we creating? What are we encouraging? What are we influencing? And those kind of philosophies, it's okay if that's your approach, if that's what you want. But when you start to think about your team and your family and your brothers, your sisters, your friends, and they're following that approach, what about the actual result? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? And like I said, you can take this out of work and just to say you're trying to get in shape. It's hard. Don't don't work too hard. You know, you might break a sweat and you may get hurt. Um, you know, those kind of things like where you're, you're encouraging individuals to, to pause or to stop when it gets hard. It's just not the right message for individuals to to take in, in my opinion. And as you think about a corporate, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, think about corporate America and you think about getting results. I don't think it's always okay to say, okay, it's stressful, take a break, or, you know, you need to get away from work. You know, sometimes you got to have those tough conversations. You've got to allow leaders, you got to allow your teams, you got to allow individuals, they've got to go through some losses, they've got to be able to overcome some challenges. Because I think when you can overcome challenges or allow individuals to make mistakes and learn from their losses, learn from those short those shortcomings, it makes them a better person it's not just in corporate America, it's even outside of work, when you can learn from your losses and reflect on it and see what you need to do differently to get better. I think those are opportunities for individuals and companies to to improve. You know, I think we need to encourage individuals to push through the tough times. Not always, oh, I'm gonna quit and go somewhere else because as you quit or you think about the great resignation and I'm gonna go quit and go do something different, I'm gonna work for another company. The thing that you have to think about is the challenge that you're running from, will you face it again? And if it is the same challenge, are you saying that you're going to a new organization to build a new skill set so when you face that challenge, you'll be ready for it? Or are we saying that we don't like the current feel of it, so I want to go somewhere where I don't have to deal with this right now? And I think that that's probably the more common approach of I don't want to deal with this right now. It's too hard for me right now. I want to go somewhere else, do something different. And the thing is, what you're really doing is just creating a glass ceiling, because then the next time you run into that problem, you're probably going to have the same uh, take the same action flight instead of fighting. And don't get me wrong. I've I've done it before where, you know, you're having challenges. to I'm going to change. I'm not going to do this anymore. Well, guess what, you're gonna see that challenge, whether it's in the exact same field, the exact same industry, the exact same relationship, a different relationship, a different workout. You're gonna see that challenge again. It may dress up as something different, but it's gonna be the same challenge, the same struggle. It's gonna be, you know, your choice, whether you face that struggle and choose to overcome it, or go ahead and face the struggle, take a loss. Maybe you gotta step back and say, okay, what can I do differently to net a different result? And then do it again. I mean, we can take my, my runs two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I had a target of two, two Saturdays ago. I was trying to run 13 miles. Let's just say I didn't take a day off the day before. Um, I didn't eat well. I didn't go to sleep well. I didn't go to sleep early. And I literally tapped out at 11 miles. I couldn't get to 13. So the next week I had a choice. Like I could learn, I could, well, that throughout the whole week I had a choice. I could eat differently, make sure I took Friday off, drink a lot of water the day before, not go out the day before and then run the race, or I could do the exact same thing, see if I can get a different result, or I could just not run it. The choice was reflect on what you could do differently, make the adjustments, run it again. So of course, last Saturday I ran, I've got my 13, I don't know, 13.12 miles. But I think that's, that's very similar to what life is like. Are you willing to take a loss, or maybe not meet expectations, reflect on what you could have done differently, not someone else, don't point the finger, there's no blame, Are you willing to reflect on what you could have done differently to net you a better result? And as you take that that approach of what you could have done differently and put it into corporate America or put it into your work environment, individuals have to be willing to work on their their own skill set. If you're not willing to work on your own skill set, you can't get upset if your leaders or your peers are pushing you to do better. Because as individuals work on their individual skill set, That starts to make the team better and when you see more and more people working on their skill set not just showing up to work it starts to be contagious to where it's more of a a competitive environment and i know some people i'm not competitive alonzo cool you don't have to be compete with yourself like you should want more out of yourself than anyone's going to ask of you i think that's where back to that philosophy of if you're pushing ease of you know it's hard, take a break. Um, you know, you don't have to, that that's not a good message. It, it's really, you need to coach individuals to manage the stress, to manage these challenges and even encourage them to fight through the challenge because we know if you keep going, you'll get through it. We also know if you stop, you're gonna face it again. So it's your choice in how you want to approach it. And I'm not, I'm not discrediting the great resignation. I think there's a lot of things within corporate America, whether it's flexibility, whether it's pay, whether it's benefits, uh, whether it's more leadership development. I think these are all things that are a must. Um, so I'm not just saying associates do this, do this, or this. Leadership development for me, I think that's one of the things that I've been very consistent about over the last, I don't know, seven, eight years. And when I think about leadership development and my philosophy and how I want individuals to approach not just work but life I think you're 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 one person you can fake that you're something else but when you're faking it when you start to feel a little bit of stress or a little bit of pressure your real self comes out and we know with stress and pressure it does one of two things it either busts pipes or it makes a diamond so as you as you begin to work on your craft or you continue to work on your craft as a leader as a leader, as you continue to work on your craft or start to work on your craft, you've gotta be mindful of the changing times. Many times I'm seeing leaders that have been in leadership roles for a long period of time and there's no more leadership development. They just go from experience, I already know everything. And I think that's very challenging because experience is very helpful. But at the same time, if you're not staying up with the times and you're not working on your craft still, just like anything else, leadership changes. There's some core principles and values that you should have with leaders or with leadership. But as it comes to your associates and how they work and things that they need, that's where you become lost or not unable to um, connect with your your teams because you're not focused on the development. You're focused on what you've already learned. And once you stop learning, I think you need to stop leading. So as a, as a leader, I'm encouraging you to cons- consistently work on your craft. And I know... Today's times as we think about the, the quote unquote great resignation and we're seeing individuals tap out, we're seeing people leave certain industries, we're seeing people completely stop working, um, we're, we're seeing a lot of things, but it's I don't want to say it's not new, I think we're just seeing it in larger numbers. You know, we're, we're, we're facing times that, you know, they're more stressful, um, there's more uncertainty, um, I will say that both inside and outside of work, we're in a super or hypersensitive culture. Um, and when I say, oh, well, I shouldn't say overly sensitive, but we're in a, a very aware culture of what you say, how it makes someone feel, um, you know, how you carry yourself. And those are things that are publicized. Those are things that I'm not saying it's good or bad, um, but I think as we start to have conversations around how you feel and how what you say makes people feel, I think there's a level of things that are inappropriate, not acceptable, right? But there's also things that people are saying that they don't make you feel good, but they're not wrong. So as you think about the philosophy, we're taking this back to the very beginning of chasing ease and putting out messages of ease and encouraging individuals to, I'm not saying you're encouraging individuals to take to take the easiest way out. But we're not we're not encouraging them to show some grit, to show some resiliency. We talk about it, but we're not actually showing individuals how do you how do you how do you show your resiliency? How do you go through a tough time, take a step back, let them let it burn for a minute, and then write out what you could have done differently? I think these are the things that we we have to do, especially now, because as we think about the stress levels, we think about the the levels of uncertainty, we think about uh, the the number of individuals that. Sitting at home making more money than what they are working, there's got to be a reason that we create that makes people wanna that wanna push themselves. The challenging thing about that, and I say we, we is us. Like individually, you've got to look at yourself and say, why am I doing this? What am I getting out of this? Because there's there's no leader, there's no leader that's going to get you. <clears throat> I shouldn't say get you, because leaders obviously are one of our jobs is to motivate. But there's no leader that's going to push you to do more. There's no leader that's going to push you to do more than what you're able to push yourself to do. And I think as you meet leaders that teach you things, they give you an idea, they they motivate you to take action. But as far as the end result, as far as your motivation, as far as your resiliency, as far as your enthusiasm, as far as your level of coachability, those are all things that fall on you. So I'm encouraging you guys, as you as you approach today, you know, take pride in what you do. Commit to being, at a minimum, at a minimum, a bare minimum, commit to being good at what you do, if not great. And if that's something where, you know, I hate my job, I don't want, well, great, go find a new job. But as you go find a new job, make sure you're not leaving your old job just because it's hard. Because if there's something that's hard, if you're willing to speak to your leaders, if you're willing to develop your skill set, if you're willing to overcome some of the challenges, you'll probably end up enjoying what you're doing. I'm not saying that's in all situations because some people are in roles that they should never have been in, some people are in jobs that their skill set's completely different. And I think it's important for everyone to find something that you're passionate about. And as you find things that you're passionate about, you're more willing to deal with some of the hardships. You're more willing to overcome some of the challenges. You're more willing to be coachable because you're not only passionate about it, but it's something that you want to be good at. I look at my job and I say, okay, is it challenging? Yes. Do, are there challenges every day? Yes. Will you be able to solve every challenge? No, you can't. But you prioritize your challenges. You look at you know what skill sets need to be developed, what actions need to be taken to solve the, the most important ones first. And then you start to break it down. And as you start to do that, and I've talked about this before, write down some of your victories, write down some of your losses. So that way you can see that on a regular basis, you're getting way more wins than losses. And as you can start to see on a regular basis that the increased number of wins and how the number of wins compared to the losses, for me, it serves almost as motivation. And I'm encouraging individuals, I'm encouraging all of you as, you as you approach Wednesday, and you're getting ready to go into work, check your mindset. And when I say go into work, that may be walking into the office from the other room, <laughs> that may be going into a, a physical building. But as you do this, what's your mindset? Is your mindset one that says, at a minimum, I'm going to be good today? Or is your mindset one of, I just have to be at work today? I challenge you, be great. I'm encouraging you to overcome challenges. Stop chasing ease. Go through some of those hardships. Take a couple losses. Step back and see what you can learn from those losses. Seek, 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 seek good counsel. Seek professional development it's not going to be easy. Life's not fair. Life's not easy. But the more willing you are to live into the process and get into a habit of consistently improving yourself, of process improvement, the better off you're going to be. And as you start to accept that life is hard, life is going to be challenging, you start to find joys in some of those wins and joys in some of the things that happen on a regular basis. So again, I'm encouraging you, be resilient approach work today with a mindset of at a minimum you have to be good at a minimum max out be great think about it